The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome back, my friends. It's such a nice, nice day. It's getting cold. I was just thinking, if you are listening to these in succession, oh, like all in a row, because that's what I do. I binge listen to things. I bet you are so sick of my intros. I never, only once I've actually recorded more than one in a day. So I get into a real peppy. And um, as I've learned, people aren't, you know, that turned on by peppiness. Anyways, welcome to the next episode of The Haunted Estate, where we are going to hear your stories, haunted history, and all those little things that, you know, just frankly just come to mind during my recording so i hope you enjoy call and tell us your story toll free at one 260 or send us an email at selena at thehauntedestate.com so i dealt with a pretty crippling vertigo for like the past year and a half and i've randomly started taking a new supplement and I've been feeling so much better so I've been like decluttering my house and I have found so much stuff I forgot about um I bought some really cool post-mortem photographs if you would like to see those please let me know on the Facebook page and I will upload them not to mention I actually bought a funeral plaque not that long ago this is our daughter which is pretty cool but most of all I found a notebook and pen so I get to color But now, a little less about me and a little bit more into the spookiness, which is The Haunted Estate. I have been pumping out episodes every other day, and guess what? I really honestly want to kick that up into every day, but I can't do that unless I get more people downloading it. We have been on a steady increase of um, downloads and listeners, but the only thing that really gets us out there is you saying about saying, you telling people about us, sharing our podcast, subscribing to us on any platform you listen to us, and most of all, tell your friends, tell your family, share it on Facebook, rate us, anything, just... Pretend I'm your best friend and I'm like getting married or something and you have to blast invitations out and this is how you do it. 
Anyways, let's get into this. Our first story is from Dorothy and is titled The House I Grew Up In. I had a good childhood for the most part. I grew up in a neighborhood that had plenty of kids my age, my age to play with. There was a lake with a rope swing for hot summer days. Growing up in Florida, a shady, cool lake was welcome. My grandma even leave, lived next door to us, and it was nice to have her close by. When I was 12, things started to take more of a sinister turn. The first thing I remembered was one night I was laying in bed watching TV. My closet door, which was closed, swung open, hit the wall, and then slammed shut. I ran to the living room where my parents were in tears, and I told them what had just happened. As parents sometimes do, they didn't believe me. That night, as I tried to fall asleep, I heard something go bang on our utility room door. It sounded like they were trying to break it down. Real quick, let me give you a setup of my house. It was basically a long hallway with rooms off either side. You could stand at the front door and see the back door. My dad added a utility room workshop on when I was about eight years old, and it made the house look huge. The actual living area was very small, though. Anyways, because of how the house was, I heard the banging loud and clear. I screamed for my parents, and they both came running into my room. I told them what I had heard, and for my dad to check it out while mom tried to calm me down. My dad found nothing, and I ended up sleeping in their room that night. After that, the activity in the house really picked up. We would find things completely out of place. Car keys would be in the kitchen, a vase was on a bookshelf in the living room, would be in the bathroom, and just objects out of place everywhere. This was also when I started seeing a black figure at my bedroom door. At first, it would just stand there and stare. I told my mom about it, and she said that I just must be dreaming. I was not dreaming. I was wide awake. Soon, the figure started coming into my room, closer and closer to my bed. It was terrifying. One night, I got up the nerve to try and run past it. It didn't touch me that I could see, but I was pushed back onto my bed with such force. My head hit the wall between my room and my parents' room. My mom came in to see what had happened, and I told her. She looked at me with concern and just told me to come sleep in her room. I continued to see the figure at least three times a week until I was 15. One day, I had enough. I went to talk to my grandma. I told her what I had seen, described what it had looked like. She said that she thought it was my grandfather, her husband, that he had been an abusive drunk, getting his thrills from scaring his children. My dad and uncle were and being physically abusive to her. I asked why she didn't leave him, and she said that she tried to twice. The first time, he found her at her sister's house alone and threatened to kill her if she tried it again. Then, second time, he found her and said that he had almost killed her. She wouldn't go into how, though. After I talked to her about the activity, it stopped. Just like that, no more. I never saw the figure again. When I was 21, my mom died of brain cancer. That's when the activity picked up again. One day, I was playing PlayStation in my room, and I smelled her perfume. Lady in White. It was her favorite. Once again, items around the house would go missing and be found later in weird places like the bathroom closet. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I worked overnights, and one morning I came home to find my mother in the kitchen in the dress she'd been buried in. Just standing there, she was looking right at me. She smiled, and just like that, she was gone. I continued to live with my dad, and when I was 24, started dating the girl I'm married to now. One evening, I got off work at 10 p.m., and we decided to go out. She came to my house to pick me up as I was getting my stuff together. We were in the living room. She asked, what the hell is that? I looked up, and on the ceiling were brightly colored circles going in a circle above our heads. Remembering the door I heard pounding on? Well, while we were looking at the circles dancing around, that door fell. Just fell. Right off the hinges that held it in place for 16 years straight and landed in the middle of the hallway. We walked over to that door and just stood there staring at it. And then we got the hell out of there. My dad had been on a business trip and when he came home I told him what happened. I could tell he didn't really believe me considering that I wasn't the partying type or just someone who took doors off hinges. He didn't really know what else to think. He put the door back up on the same hinges, all while muttering that he didn't see how it could have just fallen off. After that, my girlfriend's cousin had gotten married and a quite a bit of her family had come in for the wedding. Two of her cousins that she hadn't seen in years ended up coming back to my house. And the two of us, we had some drinks, listened to music, had our own little party. Her cousin Terry had to use the bathroom, and when he came back, he asked if I recently had the bathroom redone. We had, but there was no way he could have known that. He started walking around the house saying things like, that end table used to be in that corner, didn't it? Then he got to my parents' room and said that my motherly figure was in there. He described her to a T. At this time, my dad and I pretty much had packed up all the pictures of my mom. There's none he would have seen. He described my mother as sleeping with a knife in her bed, which was believable since she and my dad had a pretty hostile relationship when he drank too much. He also described what our kitchen had looked like before we had it redone. Still no clue how he knew any of this. One night, my girlfriend stayed the night at my house when my dad was on a business trip. Since it was bigger, we slept in my parents' bed. At about 4 a.m., she woke me up and said, I just saw your mom standing in the closet. I looked over, and there was what looked like a cloud of smoke, still there. Another time, my girlfriend was sick and left for work early. She came to my house, and I went to get her medicine. When I got back, she was asleep on the couch covered in a quilt. I assumed she'd just gotten off my bed. When she finally woke up, I gave her the medicine and she thanked me for covering her up. I told her that I didn't do it. And she said that she certainly had not. So we just put it off to my mom again. I've lived in four different places since that time and in each of those places, something paranormal or weird has always happened. I don't know if it's attached to me 
or if it just happened to end up in these weirdo houses. But since this is so long, I'll end it here. Stay tuned for more stories. Thank you so much for your story. That definitely sounds like family members kind of letting you know that you're around. Your grandpa probably was fine being around till he found out that his uh, his wife um, <laughs> uh, knew that he was there and maybe was afraid of that. I'm sure from what I've learned, when you go on to whatever is next, you definitely kind of see the wrong your way. Some people become the extreme of what they were and other people kind of understand. And then maybe because the same things happened as when your grandpa was there, your mom knew that if she, sorry, I hiccuped, if she did those same things, you would, you would know that it was her. Um, very unique. Really appreciate you sending it in and hope to hear more. Call and tell us your story toll free at one 8 3428 Our next story comes from... Sorry, I'm pausing things so I can hear myself. CT, and it is titled The Most Active Haunted House I Have Ever Encountered in the Natatuck Valley. My sister lives in the most active haunted house I've been in. It doesn't freak my sister out or me all that bad for the most part because we both grew up in a haunted house. So we're no strangers to the unexplained. When it comes to my brother-in-law, the kids are a different story. Within two weeks of moving in, my sister saw full-bodied apparitions standing in the dining room. It was an apparition of an older man wearing a large brimmed hat and vest. Two weeks later, my brother-in-law saw the same man. He didn't take it as well, considering he's petrified of ghosts. It happened again to my brother-in-law about a month later, only this time the man was standing in the entryway to the house and could be seen through the screen door looking out. He stayed in his car until my sister got home. My brother-in-law is no coward and is quite dangerous in a brawl, but I think he draws the line at things he can't punch. (laughs) My sister and brother-in-law acquired the house from friends of theirs who were the previous occupants. They approached them and asked them if they had experienced anything strange while they lived there, and they responded with, Did you see the man? Obviously, the prior occupants had seen this entity quite regularly to such a matter of fact response that it was an old friend of theirs or something. I was oblivious to these happenings until my sister and brother-in-law told me about them. I became intrigued and offered to check them out, considering I was going to be at their house anyways to help hang sheetrock. When I got there, only my brother-in-law was there, and he told me about the footsteps that had recently started. I used to do ghost hunting as a hobby back in the day, but all that time I'd never heard ghostly footsteps. I was a little excited, to be honest. We started cutting and hanging sheetrock in the kitchen. Sure as shit, I clearly heard someone walking around right above my head. On the second floor... I looked at my brother-in-law with a smirk and said, Are you serious, dude? He responded with, It happens all the time now. A little chill went up my spine. 
and I went back to work, all the while while listening to the unmistakable sound of heavy-footed walking and shuffling above our heads. To be honest, I wish I would have recorded it. It just kept on going and going. Suddenly, the footsteps and the shuffling stopped, and it stayed quiet for about ten minutes. Then we heard slamming that shook the floor. This rattled us both. The only thing that could have made the sound were the old wooden cellar doors outside. I told my brother-in-law that we'd have to go check it out. Understandably, he wasn't a big fan of the idea. My main concern was the chance that someone broke into the steel, broke into steel stuff. So I grabbed a claw hanger and told him to back me up if shit gets real. I'll be honest, my hands were shaking. When we opened the cellar's doors and made the descent into the old musty basement, we searched every inch, but there was no one down there, at least that we could see. Again, I got a chill up my spine, and I got the hell out of there. That was my first experience in this house. A few months later, I offered to stay overnight and record the basement with a baby monitor. Not high-tech, but, you know, gets the job done. I set the baby monitor up in the area of the basement that gave me the creepiest feelings. I watched it using my laptop and recorded roughly 16 hours of footage. I never caught anything on the video, but the audio was very interesting, a bit unnerving. There were constant, barely audible murmurings into the early morning hours when everyone, including me, was long gone to sleep. It sounded like numerous individuals were having a conversation they didn't want anyone to hear. Oddly, the activity came to a halt with no explanation, and the house was quiet for about a year, until recently. The things that happen now put me on edge a bit, because I've seen them in broad daylight, things that I can't explain. On two occasions, I've seen what looks like a woman walking through the front yard towards the back of the house. When I went to go check it out, there was not a soul there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. One of the kids experienced something almost identical but far more terrifying not long after me. My nephew was playing in the backyard in the afternoon when a woman's head creeped around the back side of the house and was staring at him. My nephew panicked, ran behind one of the cars in the driveway, a few seconds later, he heard walking up the side stairwell leading to the second floor, but couldn't see anyone physically there. I find this distressing in a way, because all the activity before seemed random, that the ghosts weren't aware of our presence, but now it seems that they're quite aware, quieted down a bit, 
but this house has its ebbs and flows. I pray the ghost won't try making physical contact next. That was a really fantastic story. At first, I was thinking maybe it's residual, but now that they're aware of your presence and they're watching you, I've, I've just, I've, I don't know if it's because I'm 25. I've seen amazing, incredible, terrifying, wonderful things in what I've done in the past decade. But I still can't give anybody a exact science to how things go. I can't say how many times I've listened and gone to these, what would you call them, sessions um, where a psychic comes to talk about death and talk about what comes next. And I just admire them knowing what comes next. But I've never heard one of them say the same thing as the other. They all run along the same lines, but... When it comes to the paranormal, I sit very quietly. I don't want them to know who I am or, or what I do or anything like that. But I think that's a part of the universe, us being on this physical plane, that we're not meant to know exactly what comes on next. But I definitely know that there are things. There, there has to be more. How can something else see us? And then there's where people talk about that time is all the time, that 1792 is happening right now, like right now is happening right now. It's just like a level of consciousness. So that kind of brings a whole new perspective to the paranormal. Sometimes I sit and I think about it and I just feel like my brain's going to explode because I come off really silly and I like to act like I don't know things and I don't know if that's kind of a... A coping mechanism, because a lot of the time, as soon as I bring up anything paranormal to people, they instantly want to challenge me and say, oh, well, what about this? And, and, oh, this isn't real. And I can't always answer their questions. I can only share with them my experiences. But then I feel scared to share my experiences with people for them to be like, oh, that can't be real. And it's like, holy shit, you should have been there. It was crazy. Um, that's kind of another reason why I want to put out a book kind of with with what I believe and, and, and the stories and some of the events that I've been to and been through so people can kind of take it because who the hell is going to spend time writing all this stuff if they didn't actually go through it? Anyways, thank you so much for sharing your story. If you do have a story, please call our toll-free number, one 270 You have to know that number off by heart by now. Email me, selena at thehauntedstate.com. I've gotten some great emails from some great people telling me they're going to write in and that they enjoy the podcast and knowing that you guys enjoy the podcast means so much to me. Derek, his wife and their daughter, I think Marilyn, I don't have the email in front of me, wrote me. I just knowing that someone enjoys it and bees knees, uh, knowing that people enjoy it is really what makes doing all of this worth it. So I was recently on Facebook and I saw a post on Facebook that said woman killed by train while investigating the myth of the goat man. Have you heard of this goat man? Well, I have done a little bit of research. If you haven't, then please allow me to enlighten you. I heard the legend, this isn't from me, this is an article, I just wanted to sound smooth. I heard the legend um, when a power outage on our, on our reservation made us decide to have a fire. As we all know, nothing goes as good with a fire than a good story. That was where I learned about the goat man. The legend goes that they shapeshift. 
They love human forms most of all, which is what makes them so dangerous. It's thought that if you find a bone or take a photograph and keep it in your house, it will wait. For what, you ask? The answer is they wait for you to leave. Once you leave, they ransack the place until they find what you took from them. There was even an incident I heard one night where some man met the goat man face to face. It was a night like the one I was experiencing. Some man had decided to have a fire in the desert and told some good stories around it when a stranger walked out in the desert and took a seat, never speaking a word. No one really got a good look at the stranger. One man brought up the legend of the ghost man, causing the stranger to listen a little more closely. At the end, the other men nervously laughed, the stranger still silent. The men decided to go back to their homes and put out the fire. They didn't have enough room for the stranger and figured he could hitchhike back into town. They had just left when they saw something chasing after them in their truck. They were afraid. They sped up. The creature sped up its pursuit as well. When it reached the truck, it flipped it over and dragged three men off into the night. What happened to them, you ask? Well, they were never found. Be careful of the goat men. They can shapeshift. Didn't I tell you? That homeless man begging for change could be one. Your boss, your teacher, or even your friends. Shapeshifting in general is just absolutely terrifying. Unless I could do it, I would never be an asshole. Actually, I would. There's so many people I work with. Let's face it, we're not all good people. I'm sorry for my dogs barking. They're just having a barkapalooza, and it's just making me so angry. Oh, I feel the same way. Never get three dogs. Never. It was really interesting to read about the goat man after hearing about the legend. It was kind of... It makes you curious if she was looking for that. Maybe she like snapped a picture of the goat man and then the goat man morphed into like a child or someone she loved that ran onto the tracks and she followed and that could have been how things ended. Dark, but definitely um, something to make you think. Or was she just an idiot? That's pretty easy too. Or drunk. Drunk is always a good, uh, a good reason. Here is another little article about the Goat Man. Goat Man is one most persistent urban legends in the United States, dating back to the 1950s. New eyewitness accounts may suggest that the monster might be real. A creature that sure looks like a weird goat-human hybrid has been spotted roaming around Texas, Wisconsin, and Kentucky. Could it be him? There is still no tangible proof that the goat man exists. Just eyewitness accounts of decades of horrifying stories that may or may not have actually happened, which is all detailed and informative stomping grounds. The internet is a flurry with fear and wonder. One eyewitness account from Louisville, Kentucky, where the creature is quadruply nicknamed the Pope-like monster, describes him as such, a large humanoid creature with furry goat-like eggs, alabaster skin, wide-set eyes, and horns that produce from greasy fur. Whether real or hoax, Goatman is one freaky sight to behold. He walks upright on two legs, clumping around on his cloven hooves and terrorizing anyone unfortunate to come across him. The tale of the Goatman started with an alleged sighting in 1957. 
people have kept a close eye out for him ever since. With a good reason, in 1962, Goatman allegedly slaughtered 14 hikers after they went too close to his lair. He chopped his victims into pieces while emitting screams that only the devil himself could make. The anatomy of the Goatman is fascinating. As legend goes, he was reportedly part of a DNA experiment went horribly wrong at a U.S. agricultural facility conducted by a man named Stephen Fletcher. He mixed DNA of his assistant with that of a goat. A really bad idea, dude. Others maintain that the goat man is just the work of the devil. Whatever the story, it's not someone I'd want to run into in the dark. So with that article, it kind of goes opposite to what we learned in the first article. But that's what urban legends are all about. It's a bunch of different stories, a bunch of ideas... You know, you see something weird in the woods, you're going to blame it on something. This, they don't talk about it changing at all. But where, in other places that I've read, the Goatman has dated back to the 1600s. It does sound like more of a demonoid kind of thing than um, some kind of experiment. If it was an experiment, wouldn't it have, you know, kind of died by now? Is it real? Is it not real? Have you seen the Goatman? If you have... You know who wants to hear about it. Duh. Me. Call and tell me at one 3428 I am waiting around for your calls. And by waiting around, I mean you don't have to talk to me. Just record it. Yep. It will be fun. And if you don't want me to actually play it, just email me and be like, I'm now afraid of my voice. Don't do it. Because I am too. <laughs> On our way out of the podcast, I'd like to ask you guys for any good paranormal reads. I am a huge audiobook listener. If there is anything that you have seen on Audible that you think I might like, or any audiobooks in general, pirated or not, um, I would like to hear about them. And I will leave you with some of my favorites. Sarah Ashley is a phenomenal, phenomenal writer she has the like haunted in georgia haunted in texas kind of stories that is an amazing book top one number one for me i've talked about it before the demonologist the extraordinary career of ed and lorraine warren the true accounts of paranormal investigators featured in the film the conjuring is another one of my favorite anything by bentley little is phenomenal number one this is probably my number two um, is Ghosts Among Us by James Von Pra. He is a psychic. As I said, they all have different stories. His is something that I tend to resonate with a lot for like more paranormal um, romance fake stuff. I definitely love the Dark Magic series um, by Kate Tierman. Uh, paranormal Intruder, not very well written, but definitely a fantastic story. I'm just looking at my list right now to find them for you, but it looks like we have come to the end of our time. I love you all. I hope you are having a fantastic weekend, and I will post this tonight for tomorrow. Have a great night. Mwah! Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.